down three. Should the Bulls foul? No. Anthony for three. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Locked In Podcast, episode two. We are recording on the night of March 23rd, which is a Monday. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we would like to thank, based on our Spotify stats, all six of our lovely listeners. Thanks for your kind words. Uh, we appreciate all the feedback we've been getting on Instagram, uh, Facebook, DMing. Um, we'll try to make some of those changes you guys suggested add some more content we're trying to post often and have kind of relevant content for these times and whatever you guys feel like needs to be included we'll definitely keep that in mind yeah definitely so just once again thank you everyone who listened as as shri said it says we have six listeners uh one of them was me one of them was shri so thank you for our four listeners uh but on the real if you guys have any feedback please let us know you can email us at our email. We have an email now, podcast.lockedin at gmail.com. Please email us, uh, sign us up for whatever you want to sign us up for, um, you know, Forever 21 coupons. We, we love it all. And any emails we get, we will obviously respond to them. And if you guys want to be featured on the podcast, if you guys have some hot takes, let us know. We will try and feature you know, people that want to be on the podcast as much as possible. I just don't want to see no damn Club Penguin emails in my, my inbox. Hey, hey. maybe Locked In can have our own Club Penguin. Who knows? And, you know, virtual club. as, as Shree said, we got a lot of positive support on our first episode, so much so that we received another sponsorship. So we want to thank our, our, our sponsor for this episode, 24 Hour Fitness. They're still closed. You're still paying them. 24 Hour Fitness. Cancel your gym memberships today, folks. Otherwise, they just make money and you can't go to the gym anyway. So, you know, once again, it looks like we're getting a lot of traction on this. Our second straight episode with the sponsor, which is great. If anybody wants to actually sponsor us and pay us money, we will gladly take it. Our our secondary goal, aside from sponsorship, is we're trying to get like a celebrity guest on this podcast at some point. We're really, really desperate. We're going to be DMing some people, hitting up everyone we know or don't know for that matter. Uh, if y'all know someone famous, let us know. If you have any connections, any any influencers you know, any content creators who have access to like sports celebrities, I mean, tell them about Locked In. Yeah, I'm, we're gonna you know try and use Twitter to DM as many famous athletes as possible. I have a pretty good relationship with Mo Bamba, so I'll try and use that as well. Um, as many of you know, we are classmates or we, we were classmates and uh, yeah. So we're going to try and get celebrity on this podcast at some point or another. It's going to happen. We will will it into existence. Classmates is highly generous. We, we were classmates. We're tight. Mo Bamba, if you're listening, hit us up. Uh, Podcast.lockedin at gmail.com. You know how to reach me. All right, let's move on. Yeah, so we have some exciting sports news. Two XFL quarterbacks were signed by NFL teams. P.J. Walker of the Houston Roughnecks was signed with the Panthers. And uh, Jordan Tamu Ta'amu was uh, signed with the Chiefs. Um, so, Shri, does this mean that the XFL was successful in its limited, essentially, two-month run? 
Well, listen, I think I think the Panthers have a billion QBs. I'm I'm glad they got rid of Kyle Allen, sent him to Washington. But I mean, yeah, I mean, for how many ever weeks it was there for proof of concept, this is kind of like having a big three player. Like I think Joe Johnson got an NBA trial, almost signed with the team. But yeah, XFL player out of like has no season, pretty much signed with the NFL. I consider that a huge success. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I know for sure I watched a few XFL games. I, I'm sure you've watched a few XFL games. I know a lot of people watch some XFL games. So I think that this is definitely a huge success for the XFL because it means that, you know, not only that people were watching their games, but NFL scouts and NFL GMs, NFL people people in the NFL front offices were watching their games. And, you know, P.J. Walker was, you know, potentially going to be the MVP in the in the XFL. He was having a really good season and, you know, I think the talent in the XFL, there's definitely a talent disparity, but I don't think that P.J. Walker would will necessarily, you know, do terrible against NFL defenses. I think, you know, signing him, keeping him on the bench, you know, maybe just practicing with NFL caliber defenses in practice would be great for him, throwing him in a few preseason games. I think it's a huge win for the XFL and they can start touting this and hopefully more XFL players start to get signed into the NFL. And, you know, I think that just increases the level of play in the XFL it increases its its legitimacy and I was super happy you know for those few months after the Super Bowl when the XFL was going on it was it was great really enjoyed it I mean I know for sure like some of my friends and I thought that oh the XFL is just going to be kind of like a meme like people are just going to watch it when they have nothing else to watch but this proof of concept showing that an XFL player can actually get an NFL contract that's big I mean I mean you think of players Players right now in the NFL, if they don't make it, like they get discouraged. They they don't really know what to do post career. But having this opportunity to go to the XFL after being maybe released or undrafted, this opens up a whole new wave for athletes to kind of get their careers back on track. Yeah, definitely. I think the number of insurance salesmen goes down significantly <laughs> with the XFL, you know, becoming more popular. But also I think one option is that college players who, you know, NFL teams might want them to, to stay one more year. They can, you know, leave college, go to the XFL, and if there's a clear opportunity for them to get drafted or to them to get signed by an NFL team, they can get paid while playing professional football. I think that's a great way for us to see the level of play in the XFL increase is by these college players who, you know, NFL scouts think, oh, they're like a fourth, fifth, sixth round pick. They need a few more years of development. They can instead go into the XFL, and that way the XFL's caliber, the XFL's level of play increases greatly, and we get to see some future NFL stars in the making in the XFL. They play for one or two years, move on to the NFL. Everyone becomes better that way. And, you know, these players get paid. The NCAA isn't paying them. NCAA, if you're listening, pay your players. But, you know, I think it's a great way for, you know, the overall level of play to increase and that's one potential avenue that could happen in the next few years as the XFL starts to become better. Right on, right on. I mean, I just see this as a win for everybody involved in football. Definitely. Just, you know, shouts out happening. to Oliver Luck, Andrew Luck's dad, for making the XFL a huge success and not the meme it was last time. Hell yeah, man. All right, we got some, we got a little more serious news. Um, Olympics, according to senior IOC official Dick Pound, most likely to be postponed. The United States say they will not attend if they still do happen. And I think they're they're just moved to 2021. So, Ani, what do you think the impact is on major sports? And what, what do you think the fallout from this is? I mean, I think it's a good decision for the safety of 
the, the participants, the, the Olympians themselves. I think right now, you know, the Olympics are scheduled to take place in July, but we simply don't know what the world is going to be like. And I think leaving so much uncertainty isn't good. So I, I'm really glad that, you know, these IOC officials were able to come to some sort of consensus. Hopefully this will, you know, be announced soon. Um, You know, the Olympics are usually budgeted for, especially in sports, that sort of interfere in a sense with the Olympics, like in the NBA, they're budgeted for. So this might change some things, but I think the coronavirus and, you know, this global pandemic is changing a lot of things and it's creating a lot of things that aren't budgeted for. I think, honestly, people will miss the Olympics. I, I love watching the Olympics. I'm going to miss the fact that Usain Bolt and Michael Phelps aren't there, but still. So I think, you know, if anything, this will just lead to more people watching the Olympics. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see that they aren't canceling straight up. I think they're an important part of our culture. So I'm happy to see that it's going to happen in 2021, or at least that's what they're saying. So, Yeah, I mean, aside from all the like the social implications for this, just for the athletes, I mean, one of my friends was a gymnast and she told me that like gymnasts only have like a certain prime that they're like, like super flexible, like can do all these like crazy things. And just adding on another year to this, I, I feel for them. I mean, they've trained their entire lives for this moment and for it to be postponed one year. Obviously, circumstances out of their control with the global pandemic, but this is this is truly unprecedented. I don't think... The, well, what this is the first Olympics that's going to be in on an odd year in God knows how long. I'm just yeah, thinking about all the weird things. the first time the Olympics have ever been postponed in, in peacetime, even though, yeah. you know, although we're in peacetime, or we, you know, I think we're at war with the coronavirus, but yeah, I agree. This really sucks for the athletes, especially those with limited time in their careers. Um, hopefully, you know, the um, the Olympic committees of each country, and the actual Olympic teams will respect, you know, what the teams were, what the teams are going to be. So I know a lot of Olympic teams have already started forming or a few of them haven't formed yet. But, you know, if, if the Olympic team has formed for a specific sport, let's say gymnastics, I really hope the committee decides to respect that and not put on a whole new set of qualifying events to create a new team in a year. You know, I think that'd be great for the athletes that have made the team right now that, you know, they can go ahead and represent their country in the future. So hopefully that does happen. Hopefully everything's all right with all the athletes and, you know, really hoping that no one loses out on going to the Olympics, which is literally a once in a lifetime opportunity for these athletes. Yeah. On the other hand, for sports like basketball with players just like coming off of serious injuries, this gives them maybe another year to get their bodies right, get their mind right. And I know USA basketball hasn't decided at all on like what the final roster is even assuming if the Olympics happened this summer. But there's there's that side too where people have more time to recover, more time to heal their bodies, kind of get right for this event. Just global, yeah, definitely. So we'll have watching. to see what's going to happen, but yeah. Mm -hmm. And then in, in final sports news, the sports news has been kind of dry, but the NFL gave us some humor today. Uh, the, the Los Angeles Rams <laughs> released their new logo uniforms and colors. Um, it, they, they look like they've been made in, in Microsoft Paint tree you were talk, talking about. I 100% agree. And their colors look remarkably close to the LA Chargers colors. I'm confused. I get they play in the same stadium, but does that mean they need to share the same color too? Like, I, I'm really confused. Well, listen, the Rams and the Chargers probably should start sharing fans too because they, they don't have anyone going to maybe, their games, man. I mean, maybe we can this share is for sure teams not going to well, help you know? with that. Share teams as well. You know, they give us Jared Goff. We give him Keenan Allen. Yeah, you know, it's not going to help. M you know, maybe the future of sports is one super team per city. So, you know, New York, the Jets and the Giants combined. 
and then you know they they share players and then you know the Rams and the Chargers combine. I think that's the future of the NFL. Whatever happens, this logo is dumb as hell. Wait, have you have you noticed in the past few? I mean, I know the Rams made the Super Bowl two years ago, but kind of right now the Chargers, the Rams kind of suck. The Jets and the Giants kind of suck. Both big cities and that have two you know teams in the same city. The both teams kind of suck. Yeah, they suck, and then the Cowboys are always in some sort of turmoil, even when they're good. So, I I I don't know. The NFL is weird. I, I, their big markets haven't truly succeeded since like Eli winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean Saquon Barkley is a big grab to that, but you know we'll see if the New York and LA teams start to become better. You know those mm-hmm. are usually premier sports towns, and you know they <laughs> New York's been struggling on almost all fronts, <laughs> other than the Yankees. Uh, but you know, at least the Lakers and Clippers have a good rivalry going, so that's that's good for LA. But yeah, yeah. so now it's time to move on to everybody's favorite segment, rank that. This time we have something different. Yep. So we have instead of our usual or not usual, we've done like one episode, but instead of power ranking something, we've kind of set up like an NCAA style bracket in honor of March Madness since it's been canceled. Thanks to coronavirus, but we're not ranking college basketball teams, and we're not we're not doing the tournament for them. So we've taken um, the current NBA players, top sixty four, and we've agreed on a bracket set by both of us of so sixty four players in the NBA, thirty two from the Western Conference, thirty two from the East, and we we generally didn't include injured players like Steph, KD, Clay, Kyrie, like Kelly Oubre, players like that, and we just kind of did like a March Madness tourney for whatever rankings we came up with and when deciding between two players the key thing we did was like who's the better player right now we're not doing like a legacy vote or like how big they've been in the last like four years five years we just did this season and who would be better in an individual matchup not considering team not fit nothing coachability nothing it's just how good are you against the other player so and we're going to be posting this online as well. We'll post a link to it. Um, mm-hmm. I really don't know how we're going to do that, Shree, but we'll, we'll figure it out. We don't have a website yet. We'll figure it out. But by we'll, the time we'll we post this something. episode, don't worry. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. Um, maybe it'll be on, on Shree's Twitter. Who knows? Um, <laughs> that's, that's a good idea. We should have planned this ahead of time, but it's going to be somewhere so you can see it. But we'll be talking through our entire bracket. We'll be telling you what seed is playing what seed and you know, hopefully you'll be able to figure it out through that. But yeah, you you, you want to go ahead and start, Tree? Yeah, you want to start with you want to start with West A. Yeah, let's go with West O. I mean, there's 32 players in the West and 32 players in the East. We kind of arbitrarily divided it up, players between A and B. Didn't really matter. So you know, just just to you know, hopefully educate you guys on on our thought process. Kawhi is the number one seed in the West A, and LeBron is the number one seed in the West B. So that's the kind of way we did it. So, yeah. So starting off with with West A, the first matchup. Yeah. So why don't we do the let's do the round of sixty four first, and then yeah. we'll just we'll just keep going from there. All right. Yeah. So in the West A, the first matchup is between the number one seed in the West A, Kawhi, and the number sixteen seed D'Angelo Russell. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that Kawhi wins here. D'Angelo Russell's been been battling through. You know, a few injuries, but also just hasn't been playing his best basketball this season. Kawhi, on the other hand, has been doing great this season. So, 
Yep. Shout out to D-Lo's floater game, though. I mean, I, I haven't seen someone in the NBA with, like, that kind of touch on just random floaters, mid-range, near the paint. We'll, we'll give some props to his offensive game. I like D-Lo. No, I mean, D'Angelo Russell is, is a great right offensive now. player, but, yeah, I agree. Not doing right, his the, best, but, yeah. Yeah, the next matchup is the 8-9 matchup, and that's Carl Anthony Towns and Zion Williamson. So this one was tough because I thought about all factors regarding Cat's size, Cat's outside shooting. He has somewhat of a post game, not necessarily great, but I mean, he's seven feet tall, so that has to count for something. And then you think of Zion, who hasn't even played, he's, I think he's barely played 20 games, and he's already being talked about like what he's going to be one of the future greats. Like people are comparing him to like LeBron's rookie year. And I think when you take Zion's athleticism, ability to finish at the rim, his second jump, I I think he would smack Cat in a one-on-one. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think if you're talking about November or December of this year, Carl Anthony Towns would be the clear favorite. You know, I know Zion Williamson didn't play, you know, much until very recently. But still, you know, Carl Anthony Towns was having a great season until 2020 came along, and he's really not been doing that great compared to his earlier performance in the season. So I think Zion has really stepped up ever since he started to play. You know, it, it was a bit hard for him in the beginning. He was getting limited minutes, but as he started to play more and more, you could see why he was, you know, so hyped since he was in high school. He's a great player, and I definitely think that Carl Anthony Towns would not fare well against Zion Williamson right now, considering Carl Anthony Towns has kind of just dropped off a cliff in the past few months. So... Yeah, you know, Zion has been doing super well, so he definitely should deserve to move on. I think part of Cat's decline also is, like, he's had some injury problems second half of the season, and he's he's going through some new new players in his system. He's figuring out some things with D'Angelo Russell. I think both of them just got healthy when the season got suspended. but Or more Cat. D'Lo was playing a bit already. But I, I had a question for you. What do you think is more of a disadvantage in that matchup? Cat's size? against Zion or like Zion's ability to like like Cat's inability to stay on the perimeter who do you think is more at a disadvantage I don't wait I'm sorry could you could you repeat that because you let said let me rephrase that that was, that you was said two of Cat's disadvantages yeah yeah okay so so when Zion when he's trying to like post up drive Cat has size so I would say that that's obviously a disadvantage for Zion but then when you think of Cat's inability to like guard perimeter guys Okay, I got it. I think, I think cats, cat size definitely could po- pose a problem to Zion. Um, you know, although cat isn't as necessarily strong as Zion Williamson is, he definitely does have the size advantage in terms of pure height. I think that definitely does make a difference considering we haven't seen Zion Williamson be that great of a shooter for a while. You know, ever since his Duke days, he can't shoot. I'm not saying he can't shoot. But I still think that it might be difficult for Zion. I still think Zion would win a one-on-one matchup, but I still think it'll be difficult for, Z- for Zion to overcome cap side. He has to be a little bit more creative than he usually is of just sort of elbowing his way in a sense of, you know, just backing people up and going into the paint. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. You want to move on to the, the 5-12 matchup? Yeah. So the 5-12 matchup, the number five seed is, is Gobert, Rudy Gobert, the person who got her season canceled. So thank you. And the, the the number twelve seed is Jamal Murray uh, of the Denver Nuggets. So sort of Denver, Utah matchup here. Who do you have going on between these two players? Yeah, I I kind of easily picked Murray just because he 
it's a guard center matchup, which is kind of a mismatch. And I'm just talking about in a one-on-one sense. Yeah, I mean, for me, it honestly was going to pick Gobert, but then I just couldn't pick Gobert based on what he did to us in terms of, you know. Hey, man, that's that's so out of his control, but honestly. He, no, he was being irresponsible and touching the mics and making fun of this whole thing. He's the reason the season got canceled. But, you know, all, all joking aside, I do think Jamal Murray is kind of underrated. He's a great shooter um, when he's making his shots. And he's really athletic, and I think although Gobert is arguably the best defensive player in the NBA right now, I still think Jamal Murray could could use his quickness and speed as an advantage. And you know, Gobert isn't as much of an outside threat as other big men like Carl Anthony Towns, like Jokic. So I definitely think that you know Jamal Murray wins this matchup. But I think it's a lot closer than people would would, would think it might be. Yeah, I just I, th- I think Gobert's defensive versatility is it, it's improving. Like before, he couldn't stay out on guards, but now he can. He moves his feet well, and he's, he's I think, in the past six years, the best defensive player in the NBA aside from Kawhi. So that has to count for something in that matchup. But I still think Murray wins. He's been having fun lately on Instagram. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> All the news with Jamal Murray, like, posting explicit, like, weird-ass stuff on Instagram. Yeah, uh, I heard about it. Glad I didn't I didn't see it. But, <laughs> but yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's move on from... From Jamal Murray. Um, All right, we got the four thirteen matchup. Jokic being the four seed. Will Barton, his teammate, the thirteen seed. Who do you have? I feel like this is pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's, it's Jokic. No questions asked. Jokic is one of the best players in the NBA. You know, at the beginning of the season, we considered a top five talent. I think he's kind of tailed off a little bit. He's not been performing as well. He's he's hyped up to be, but still, I think he is a great player. So. For sure, I think Jokic. He, he, he definitely started off the season like at least for his expectations like poorly, but I think after November he's been on a tear. Like I think right now, right now he would legitimately be in the top six for MVP voting if I had him, if I had a vote. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. But at a certain point before the season started, I thought he might be an actual like legitimate number one, number two, number three contender for the MVP. That's so true. I think you know. Based on the expectations, he's fallen off a little bit. Not to say he isn't a top 10 player, I still think he is, but just based on how high his expectations were coming in from last season. Mm-hmm. So obviously, he, he not, not that he's seen a decline, but he hasn't lived up to his hype, but I still think he's a great player and he'd obviously beat Will Barton in, in this matchup. So, yeah. Yeah, agreed. All right. So let's. The next matchup is, is where we have a little bit of disagreement. So it's the sixth seed Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns against the eleven seed Lou Williams. You chose Lou Williams to move on. I'd prefer Devin Booker in this scenario. So tell me, why did you choose Lou Williams? Listen, man, this this six eleven matchup is so tough just because both players are so crafty. Whether it's whether it's off the bar or on the ball, but if it, if you're talking about one on one, both players have the handles. Both players have the outside shot. Both players can get to the rim. This. This 11-6 looks like a mismatch from seeding, but these two players are so close in terms of like a one-on-one setting. I just think Lou will because he's so crafty on offense in the sense that there's no spot for him that's a bad spot. He has these like weird leaning jumpers. I've never seen him like flat-footed taking a shot. He's he's always moving, does these things off the wrong leg when he drives. He can He's really small, but finishes great amongst big guys. I don't I don't know. Honestly, this is a toss-up, but I took Lou just because if we're talking 
mono imano 101 i have to go lou man i have to go lou why do you take booker i think booker is one of the best scorers in the nba and i also think his defense is kind of underrated i, I love devin booker he emulates a lot of, of qualities from a lot of great players and I, I know he looks up a lot to, to kobe bryant and he he emulates some of that in his game as well but i just think he is extremely crafty just like the williams i think his age and his speed compared to the Williams are what, in my opinion, give him an advantage. And I think as of right now, he is a better scorer than Lou Williams. Not to say that Lou Williams isn't a great player. He definitely is. And I agree on on the face, a 6-11 matchup might not be super tough, but in this situation, it's very close. But I just want to give it to Devin Booker because I think he's one of the best players in the NBA right now. And I think he's, you know, a top three scorer, you know, among the likes of people like James Harden and Russell Westbrook in terms of pure scoring ability. So I think, you think he, Devin he Booker's wins a top three scorer? I think he's number three. I think it goes Harden, Westbrook, Devin Booker. In terms of pure scoring, for sure. Hold up. Please, please tell me need, a, a person who's better something. at purely scoring. You don't think Beal's a better scorer than Booker? No, I think... I th- I, I think Devin Booker is literally the third best, like, pure shooter, pure scorer in the NBA. How about, give me Trey Young. No, I think I think Booker's better. But, hey, Trey Young's, like, getting close, but... Tatum? No, for sure not. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to argue Booker or Lou. I, I think it's a toss-up. You, can, you, you can't go wrong with either guy, but... No, I agree. Top three agree. scorer in the league, man. No, 100%. No doubt. He is great. The Phoenix Suns right, have well, an amazing player. Our next matchup brings up who I think is a top three scorer in the league in Damian Lillard versus P.J. Tucker at the 14. So, I mean, I feel like we both we both have Dame for this. Yeah, P.J. Tucker has no business doing anything against Damian Lillard. Hey, shout, uh, shouts to P.J., though, man. That Rockets team with no center... I mean, yeah, playing I know five. they've been, good, they tailed off towards the end, but... And his, his shoe game is on point, but... He's you know, opening up a store? Yeah, I did hear that. Might not be the best time to open up a store, but, you know, good for PJ Tucker, the entrepreneur. I, I hope he opens it after all of this. Yeah. He's got crazy shoe game. So then we have another matchup where we have some disagreement. It's the, the number seven seed, Jean Morant, versus the number 10 seed, De'Aaron Fox, you chose De'Aaron Fox to go ahead. Why did you choose the uh, budding Sacramento Kingstar? This one was tough. I, I wanted to go jaw, but I just think Fox's overall offensive game right now is just more polished. Like I, When he first came into the league, he didn't have a great outside shot. Even in Kentucky, it wasn't that great, but he worked on it, and I think he's shooting near league average in terms of three-point shooting now. And I don't know. I just see a more polished, well-rounded offensive game from Fox on a consistent nightly basis than Ja. I mean, Ja's been great. He reminds me of young Derrick Rose. He's one of the most exciting players we have in this league. He's going to be a future all-NBA guy, all-star type player. And there's nothing wrong with picking Ja for this matchup. But if you're talking one-on-one, I, I have to go Fox right now. For me, this matchup's all about defense in terms of who I think could stop the other player. And I think Ja Morant could easily stop De'Aaron Fox more than De'Aaron Fox could stop Ja Morant. I agree that De'Aaron Fox is, you know, definitely polished up his offensive game. He's a much better player than he was when he was drafted. 
But I think John, John Morant's explosiveness on both sides of the ball, and I think his, his size and athleticism definitely give him the advantage here compared to De'Aaron Fox. And I think I'd rather have John Morant on my team. And I, I overall think John Morant could beat De'Aaron Fox in a one-on-one matchup. I think Fox's defense is mad underrated, though. I mean, he's he's usually in the top 15 for steals. And he's, his, his steals he are has good, active I think. hands. He he gives max effort on a nightly basis. I, I If we're talking defense, yeah, Jaws. I'd give Ja the slight edge in that regard, but in a one-on-one, I don't know. This one's tough. This one's this one's weird. Definitely, but I think it's a close matchup either way you look at it. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so our right, next let's one. Let's move on to the to the next matchup, which is James Harden versus Lamarcus Aldridge. Uh, no contest here. Let's just move on. Everybody knows the answer is uh Oh, just 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 to go over some of the seeding stuff. So that Jaw Fox matchup was the seven and ten, and the Harden Aldridge matchup is the two and the fifteen. Yes. So I think it's it's very clear, even to people that don't really follow basketball, that James Harden is one of the best players. So easily James Harden. Sorry, Spurs fans. He's the most but... unwatchable superstar I think in the last ten to fifteen years. I agree. And we'll talk more about James Harden as this progresses. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, then we go to the West B. Yeah, let's move to West B. You want to talk first matchup? Yeah, so it's uh, LeBron James. <laughs> Why'd you put him as a 16 seed, dude? I mean, I was just going this based off of, like, my top 100 player rankings. Uh, yeah. So what I did was, like, I alternated... West, so one the like, the first best West player would go in West A, and then the next one would go in B, and then the next one back in A. So it was just like an alternating thing, and he ended up sixteenth here. Yeah, no, no contest. It's LeBron James. What a credit Montrez for his defense, though. I feel like he'd make LeBron work for his win. Okay, it's 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 Montrez, dude. It's LeBron versus Montrez. I don't think it's that much of a contest. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. Montrez going to win this matchup. I'm just saying, like if it, if we're talking like a game into eleven, I think it would be like a long eleven to one game. Okay, sure. I, I don't agree with you, but okay. Yeah, I'm hating man. All yeah. right, the next one. Okay, I have a weird. I mean, okay, you did you pick PG? This one's PG at the eight versus DeRozan at nine. You pick PG, right? Yeah, but like I feel bad for Demar Derozan because I feel like he doesn't like, get the credit he deserves. But it's Paul George. Right? Demar's foot, Demar's footwork is ridiculous. I haven't seen an offensive player like have that mastery of the mid range and footwork since Kobe. Definitely, and I love the way Demar Derozan plays. But it's just it's it's Paul George. I mean, he's <laughs> great on both offense and defense. So, yeah, the defense. Know, there, really there's nothing sold you it. can really say other than it's Paul George. So. Paul George is probably the smoothest player in the league, just watching yeah. him. Really sad he didn't come to the Lakers, but, you know, whatever. Man, you already have AD and LeBron. Don't get greedy. Uh, I wish we had. Actually, no, I like AD and LeBron. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So then the next matchup we have is Donovan Mitchell at the five seed versus Shai uh, Gidges Alexander. Alexander. I don't know how to say his, the first Shea? part of his last name. No. Shea Gilgis Alexander? Gilgis. There we go. That's what it was. Yeah. Gilgis. SGA, as, as his acronym is. Um, I think it's uh, both of us chose Donovan Mitchell for this. And 
yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty clear, you know, Shai has definitely improved his game, but Donovan Mitchell has also improved his game. And mm-hmm. I think... First time also. He easily... Yeah, exactly. I think he, he definitely has the upper hand in this matchup. Yeah, Mitchell's Mitchell's overall offensive game is solid from his three-point shot. His, his ridiculous hops. I mean, he. I remember when he was a rookie, he had this crazy putback dunk at home. Forgot who he was playing, but I think that was like my wake-up call to like, holy shit, this guy's amazing. And SGA, I mean, props to him. He and CP have been playing really well next to each other in OKC. I really like where what that team is doing but yeah Mitchell for this I think yeah definitely I agree so the next matchup is again one of those where you look on paper and it's painfully obvious who's gonna win uh mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook versus Danilo Gallinari that's teammate on teammate crime right there or ex-teammate yeah, think... ex-teammate yes ex-teammate but I think you know, although were they wait were they were they ever teammates? No, they. No, 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 man! This whole I hate that Westbrook's not on OKC, man. Oh yeah, he got traded before the season started. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That always trips me up. It's so weird seeing him playing the color of red. I know, I know. But yeah, um, I think it's pretty easy. You know, although Russell Westbrook isn't as great as his MVP season, is still doing a pretty good job and. Easily beat Danilo Gallinari, so. I have a question for you about Russ. Yeah, sure. You like him? <laughs> as, like, a individual or as, like, a player? No, 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 no. Like, 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 you know how people hate Harden? Yeah, yeah. Do you hate Russell that same way? I think I have my issues with Russell Westbrook. I think it really just boils down to the way he plays basketball. Like... It kind of reminds me of the way the guys who, like, if you ever play pickup, the guys that are really good play, like, they, like, expect to do everything. And, like, <laughs> although they, like, get a lot of assists, it's like they aren't really assists, like, the way other people would give assists, you know? You it's mean not, like, when, a Steve like, Nash type assist. It's like a Russell when Westbrook Ru- type assist. When Westbrook needed a rebound and Steven Adams would just let him get the rebound? You're talking about yeah, that, those type so, of rebounds? Yeah, I really hate, I mean... There was a scene on the on, uh, during a Rockets game earlier in the season where either either Russell Westbrook or James Harden needed like a, a rebound to have ten rebounds, and then some other teammate grabbed it. I think it was Peter Tucker, and like they were mad at themselves for getting the rebound because you know either Russell or Harden should have gotten the rebound for the triple double. Like that kind of basketball just makes me mm. mad. You know, I mean, like I think it even frustrates some Rockets fans watching the games, like the way Harden and Westbrook play. So I, it's frustrating to me. He's he's a great player. There are some people I know who are diehard Russell Westbrook fans. I just don't like the way he plays the game. But so before the All Star before the All Star break, people were people were like iffy about him being an All Star. I mean, he had the numbers, but people didn't feel like he had as much of an impact on that Rocket team as as Harden or honestly even PJ Tucker just for all of all that he did. But since the All-Star break, the guy's been, like, possessed. I mean, this is this is probably the best I've seen Westbrook play before the season got suspended. But he was he was sharing the ball effectively. Like, all the floor spacing gave him driving lanes. He he plays, he always plays relentlessly. Like, I, th- I think that's one thing that should never be questioned about him. But Yeah, I mean, the kid has heart. And I think the, the no-center, <laughs> Pizzi Tucker at five type deal, 
was actually kind of helping Westbrook. He was playing super well before the season got suspended. A lot of my friends that are Rockets fans were, were pretty happy about that. So, yeah, I mean, he's an undeniably great player. I just don't like to watch him play a mm-hmm. lot of the times because it just makes me mad or frustrates me. Um, but I think it's an undeniable feat, averaging a triple-double the entire season. Legendary performance, but at the same time, yeah. I think overall, I just don't like the way he plays. But he's a great basketball player, so, you know, that's undeniable. Yeah, that's fair. All right, we got to start speeding through some of these more obvious ones just so we don't bore our listeners or... <laughs> I think if they're listening so far, they must think that either we're actually interesting or they have literally nothing better to do. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the second option for now, but we'll see. Yeah. So uh, the next matchup is the number six seed, Brandon Ingram versus uh, Bojan. Bojan. Fine. Bojan. Bogdanovich. Um, Yeah, I think it's easy to go with Ingram in this situation, playing a lot better this season and doing a great job. Glad he recovered from that, like, heart problem in the offseason. He's putting up numbers now. Yeah, and then the next matchup is the number three seed, Luka Doncic versus CJ McCollum. Um, you know, Luka Doncic is one of the best players in the NBA right now, for sure. An easy win for him. I think that game one would be closer than you think, players. though. I think that game would be closer than you think. I think it would, but still, I think, I think Luka Doncic is one of the best players in the NBA. I really love Luka Doncic. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna argue Luka. Yeah, and then right, we have the, the number seven seed CP3, Chris Paul, against the number ten seed Drew Holiday. You went ahead and chose Drew Holiday. I was very surprised by that. Um, could you explain your thought process? At this stage in Chris Paul's career, he's not nearly the same defensive player as he was before when he was consistently making all defensive teams. Whereas Drew is 29, a monster on the defensive end, and has a very underrated offensive game. I think that was kind of overshadowed by AD and all, like kind of the whole situation happening last year with sitting out games. But no one talks about how good Drew Holiday is. And I think, I think if he was... I, I like to do this thing where, like, if you switch CP3 and Drew Holiday, how would the teams perform? I think I think the Thunder performs similarly, while the Pelicans do slightly worse with a fully healthy roster. I'd actually go ahead and slightly disagree with that. I think, you know, although this hasn't been CP3's, like, you know, old New Orleans team or even him on the Clippers, he's been doing pretty well this season. No, he's of course. been one of the best clutch performers in the NBA this season. And I think, you know, we saw him basically dunk this season for you know one of the first time in a long time. <laughs> I think, you know, although he's getting up there in age, he's still a great player. And I think although you know, I give a lot of credit to Drew Holiday, it's Chris Paul. And, you know, in a team situation, I think Chris Paul's the better passer. You know, he's one of the great minds of basketball, but I think in general, he's very crafty, criminally underrated on offense. And I just think he, he'd win this matchup. You know, he, he's a lot smarter than Drew Holiday, and I think he'd definitely take advantage of that. But, yeah. We can table that. We, we can table that one. Let's move on to our last one. Yeah, it's AD versus Kristaps Porzingis, a two-seed AD versus a 15-seed Porzingis, but a lot closer. These two are evenly matched, you know, in terms of size and height and playing style. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty obvious that, you know, AD would win this matchup. He's one of the best players in the NBA. His defense has been crazy good this season, but a lot closer of a matchup than most people would think. I mean, if there's anyone who can get a shot up over 80 consistently, it would be Porzingis. Oh, 100%. 7-3 with three-point sniper stroke. 
that'd be a fun matchup to watch. Definitely would. Then we have in the East. We'll start from the top and go to the bottom. Let's really try right, and this speed one. This. this one should. I think the East side should be more obvious with some of these. Oh, a hundred percent agree. The East is terrible. <laughs> All right. You want to start with the one sixteen? It's Giannis, the one seed for the East side A versus Fred Van Vliet. Wait, are, you, are you sure Van Fleet isn't the one seed? Oh, yeah, dude. I, I think I made a mistake. Yeah. Van Vliet advances, proving that Giannis is an overrated player, should not be considered for MVP, isn't one of the top three players in the league. Nah, isn't we're going Giannis. It? We're going Giannis. All right, next. Zach Levine at number eight, the number eight seed versus Malcolm Brogdon at the number nine seed. Brogdon's had a great season so mm-hmm. far. But I think we I have to give this one. I think I know you agree to to Zach Levine just in terms of athleticism. You know, just I think he's overall a better player in a one on one matchup. Yep, athleticism, refined offensive game. I think Brogdon defensively slightly better, but yeah, there's yeah. just too many there's too many mismatch issues with that. Yeah. Then the next matchup, Ben Simmons number five seed versus the number twelve seed Serge Ibaka. I went ahead and chose Ben Simmons for this just because. I thought his all-around game would definitely benefit and, uh, you know, over Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka, you know, played some of his best basketball in the playoffs. But still, I, th- I think I would rather, you know, rather have Serge, I'm oh, sorry, Ben Simmons on my team, but also just I think Ben Simmons met with this matchup, you know. So I would agree with you when you say Simmons has a better all-around game, but that doesn't matter if you're just playing one-on-one in the sense that both of them are elite defenders. I think I think Simmons is... He, if the season wasn't suspended, he would have made an all-defensive team, and he very likely still could. If the NBA comes back, and I think Ibaka, Ibaka has the ability to stay with Simmons, especially because Simmons doesn't shoot from outside of ten feet. So we know Ibaka is just going to patrol the paint, make sure everything Simmons takes is like a tough, tough contested shot. And Ibaka has shown pretty good floor spacing ever since coming to Toronto. I know he had that little mid-range in OKC, but he didn't really fully start utilizing his jumper until he came to the Raptors. So I think Ibaka in the upset here, uh, Simmons definitely would be a tough, it would be a tough match. I don't yeah, know. For sure. Yeah. But then the the next matchup is a cakewalk. I think it's number four, Trey Young versus the number 13 seed, Eric Bledsoe. I think Trey Young, one of the best shooters in the NBA, one of the best young players in the NBA takes this easily. Yep. No contest. Bledsoe's a yeah. dog defensively, but Trey Young's so Shots crafty. Trey Uncle, dude. Just a Trey Uncle. He's so crafty. Yeah, and then we go to the number six seed, Kyle Lowry, versus number 11 seed, Andre Drummond. I think Kyle Lowry's having a great season coming off, you know, his championship run last year. He's going to be he the most He's going to be the most low-key Hall of Famer that no one talks about. We'll see about Hall of Famer, but I think he's having a great season so far. I think he could beat Drummond in this matchup. That's all I have to say on the subject matter of Kyle Lowry at this point in time. Again, no one talks about it. Yeah, let's move on. Um, We got Jason Tatum against former MVP, NBA darling, everyone's favorite player's favorite player, Derrick Rose. Which sucks that Derrick Rose has to lose this matchup. But Yeah. yeah. I mean, you hate to see it, but... Tatum's just been on another level this season, showing he is a future superstar. Yeah, showing the Celtics are right to pick him. Yep. No questions there. All right. Good the job, seven, 
the 7-10 matchup, we have Bam Adebayo and Nikola Vucevic. Uh, I went Bam here. Yeah, Bam here too, I think. Besides having a better name, I think just a mo- little bit more of a versatile game. Mm-hmm. Better on defense. So just... smart. He's one of the smartest centers I've seen in the league right now. Yeah. Underrated in terms of the way he moves around on the floor and how that affects his teammates around him. Very good yeah. passer. I mean, that doesn't matter, but just wanted to talk about that. No, yeah. yeah, I think he's a great passer for a center. Bam yeah. takes that. Uh, we got the two fifteen matchup. We have Pascal Siakam versus Goran Dragic. Siakam's yeah. been on another level this year. It's been crazy to watch. It's been cool to watch. You would think yeah, after they like lost Kawhi, they would have they would have issues, and Siakam just kind of plugged that. You yeah. plugged that hole. I know. It's it's been great, and you know Dragic has been pretty good this season, but Siakam has been truly one of the best players this season. Easily top 10. A lot of people have been arguing the second best player in the East. So, yeah. One thing he, I think he needs to start working on is a little more of like his isolation scoring. I think that's one thing they do miss about Kawhi. But I think with Toronto's system, the way Nick Nurse has all those guys playing, with Norman Powell playing well again, all their role players are just so good. I think Siakam really has his chances to thrive, showing that He's like a well-deserved all-star starter. I, I love the guy. I think he's Kawhi with personality for that team. I think that, that Toronto Raptors team is a pretty good team, and they're really making up for the loss of Kawhi. You know, yep. It would have been really cool to see what they would have been like in the playoffs. Hopefully we'll have a playoffs this year, and you know we'll get to see what they're like. But Siakam's doing great. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to start? All right, now we're on the East B side that wrapped up our – our East A side of the bracket. You want to talk about the 116? Yeah, so the one seed is Joel Embiid. The 16 seed is um, George Hill. Easy, easy win here for both of us, I think, to yep. give it to Embiid. But yeah, um, pretty easy win, as we said. The number eight and nine seed, Spencer Dinwiddie versus Gordon Hayward. I went ahead and chose Gordon Hayward. You chose Dinwiddie. I think this one's really close. I think... With Dinwiddie, you have you have a score at all three levels, with better ball handling than Gordon Hayward, and I think that's that's where the one on one advantage comes in here. Because neither neither of them are poor defenders, but neither of them I would consider elite defenders either. And with this matchup, I think it's just who gets by the other, because both of them have the shot. Both of them have semi reasonable defensive skill. This this one's close. I kind of yeah, just took really Dinwiddie. Close, I I really like Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, I had him on my fantasy team a few years ago when he started getting good, so I've been on that the hype train for a while. But for me, just I think Gordon Hayward is really a good player, underrated. And I, I think he would just win based on. I think they're pretty equal in almost in, in almost every category. I just think Gordon Hayward would would edge him out. But if you include Gordon Hayward's hair, yeah, he wins. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, then we have the number five seed Kemba Walker versus the number twelve seed Evan Fournier. I think it's pretty clear Kemba Walker wins this matchup. He's been having a pretty good season so far. Mm-hmm. All-star starter, uh, stabilizing that Celtics team after a really rocky last season. Yeah. Um, kind of showed that they really didn't need Kyrie. Yeah, I know. I think a lot of teams are finding out they don't really need Kyrie. but Poor Kyrie, man. It's his birthday today. He donated a lot of money. He's still a good yeah, guy. Good job. Happy birthday, Kyrie. Thank you for donating. 
Yeah, it's I think it was two fifty, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, something like that, to to um to fund two hundred fifty thousand uh, meals. So meals for you, people in in Brooklyn, I think. In New York, yeah. So thank New you, Kyrie. Yeah. Um, no, no hate on Kyrie, except a lot of hate on Kyrie. But sponsor us, Kyrie. Sponsor us. Then we have the number four seed, Chris Middleton, against uh, the number thirteen seed, Marcus Smart. Chris Middleton is Middleton critically takes this. underrated player. Easily yeah. takes this. I think. I, I think if if Middleton, if the season played out, Middleton would probably be in consideration for like third team All NBA or something. Yeah. I think he's Definitely. Giannis's ideal running mate oh, as a, sure. a secondary option. Yeah. Then we have the uh, six seed, Dennis Sabonis. Is his first Dom- name Dennis? Domantis. Demontis Sabonis versus uh, the number 11 seed, John Collins. I like Sabonis. I think he's a really good player. I had him for, I think, two years in a row on my fantasy team. He got injured one of those years, but I really like Sabonis. I think his game has improved a lot recently. Yeah, He's, he's a, definitely become a lot better and one of the best players in the East. Yeah, versatile. Has He's really good with both hands, primarily lefty. Um, has a really good drop step when he's working in the post. He has that good mid-range touch, starting to shoot a little from outside. I think Victor Oladipo's return was big for him just because he really liked playing with Oladipo the past two seasons yeah. before Oli got hurt. And I'm really excited for that Pacers team when they're all fully healthy, once the season hopefully gets back up. You no, know, a, a really good team, I agree, yeah. Good chemistry, yeah. too. All right, next up we have the 3-14 matchup, which is Bradley Beal versus Julius Randle. And I think Beal takes this, huh? Yeah, one of the best shooters in the NBA easily takes this. The monster, man. I, he's my most underrated player in the NBA. I love Bradley Beal. I just think <laughs> I just think Devin Booker is better than him. But yeah. All right, we can, we can talk about this off script. Off, not even script, just off, off of this. Yeah, then we have the number seven seed, Jalen... Versus number 10 seed, Tobias. Why do you think Jalen Brown takes this? I think Jalen Brown's defense is better. Jalen Brown now can score. Before, he had very limited offensive game. He played at Cal. So, I actually had a chance to go to one of his games, Cal Stanford. And he, he was very raw back then. He had insane athleticism, jumped out the gym, but... Could not hit a mid-range shot in a very tight game that mattered for seeding before the Pac-12 tournament. And yeah, maybe like now, two years ago, I would have chose Tobias Harris, but now it's for sure Jalen Brown. Yeah, and I think Tobias is still underrated despite he has a massive contract and everything. It's just people don't really appreciate what he does for that Philly team, being like the only dude who can consistently score aside from Embiid. But yeah, I'm going to have to give it to Jalen for this one. Man. Then we have Jimmy Butler versus who's the number two seed versus Kendrick Nunn, the number fifteen seed. I easily go Jimmy Butler. I think he's. I would choose him as the second best player in the East over you know people like Joel Embiid. I think he's doing amazing this season. He finally gets to bully people around. So you think they run this in practice? Embiid, uh, Butler versus Nunn. Oh, dude, for sure. I think I think Butler just asked to play people one on one in practice all the time. I would I would pay money to watch. Heat practices. Dude, heat culture is something else, man. Yeah. So then, insane. Yeah, let's try and uh, let's, speed let's through this. Zoom through some of these. All right, so we're done with our round of 64. 
So in the round of 32, we have the number one seed Kawhi Leonard versus the number nine seed Zion Williamson. It's a tough matchup here with Zion's size and athleticism, but I think it has to go to Kawhi just based on his overall defensive prowess, his offensive playmaking abilities, and just the fact that he's the best player, one of the best players in the league right now. I think he's the best isolation scorer in the NBA. And I know that's that's different than this one-on-one tournament. I'm just talking about like advanced stats-wise. He he has the most success scoring on an individual basis. And I'm giving it to the guy who hit a game-winning shot that bounced four times on the rim before going in. Yeah, definitely. Then we have, I know, uh, in sort of your, your bracket, Jamal Murray versus Jokic. For me, it was Gobert versus Jokic, but I still think Jokic wins it over the both of them. Yeah, Jokic for sure. Yeah. Then we have, you had Lou Williams versus Dame. I had Devin Booker versus Dame, but, you know, I, I still think Dame wins out. I think Dame. Oh, you, did, you didn't pick your, your third purest scorer in the league? Um, dude, okay. Dame's more clutch than Booker. His defense is better than Booker. See, I don't, I don't know if his defense is better than Booker. They're both pretty poor defenders. I think his defense is better than Booker. Nah, I think they're both. I think they both try. That's what matters. Yeah. Okay. Just because Booker is a better scorer than Dame doesn't mean that Dame would not beat Booker. So you know, in a one-on-one where all your job is. Is to score. I you're not taking the third best scorer. You're, you're, is this is your four. man. This is your man. I think I think Dame is like number four. I think it's hard to say, oh yeah, you know, what a one matchup, Dame would lose to Devin Booker. Like, it's hard to say that. Yeah, yeah so the the next matchup for you, it's it's De'Aaron Fox versus James Harden. And he's John Morant versus James Harden, but I think James Harden wins this one. Yeah, I don't no think it matters asked. who Harden plays here. Yeah. Then we have uh, LeBron versus Paul George. Kind of a close matchup, actually, but I think LeBron takes this one. You know I almost took Paul George for this one. No, I really sure. almost I, took Paul George for this one. I thought about their, their 2013 playoff series, like a bunch of those old Indiana-Miami series. Like Paul George was giving it to LeBron on both ends. And then I remember LeBron, that one play, he got the ball at the top. It was I think they were down one. There's like eight seconds left. He just slipped by Paul George, drove, got a layup at the buzzer, game. Yeah, I think this is one of the closest matchups in this bracket, especially in this round, but I think LeBron takes it by just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. man. I, I, I love Paul George's game. Yeah, really good, really good player. Then we All have right. Donovan Mitchell versus Russell Westbrook. I think Russell Westbrook takes this easily. Yeah, but if it's the playoffs, you take Mitchell. Oh no! <laughs> For sure. Uh, All right. Next have, up, uh, next up, we got Brandon Ingram against Luka Doncic. Close. You one. chose Ingram. I chose Luka Doncic. I think Luka Doncic is a better overall player. I think he can lock down Ingram on defense and still score on offense. You think but, he can lock down Ingram on defense? See, I had the I had that same rationale, but for Ingram, I thought Ingram could lock down Luka because of his size, his mobility. And on offense, he has. He, I mean, he can get a shot up on Luca anytime he wants. So, I just took it because Ingram and Luca both have the same capability scoring wise. Luca's probably a little more polished, more refined. But I don't know. I. I'm a pretty big Luca fan. I, I think, think Luca would win this matchup for sure. Then we have Drew Holiday versus Anthony Davis. 
pretty easy win for for uh for for Anthony Davis. Or in my case, it was CP three versus Anthony Davis, but still pretty easy AD, win for Anthony Davis. AD wins, but if Drew's just like super pissed at AD about leaving New Orleans, just like just decides to like beat the hell out of him. Maybe like one out of ten games Drew takes, but yeah, AD's AD's dominating that matchup. Yeah. Then we move on to the East. Um, so we have Giannis versus Zach Levine. I think Giannis takes this. Giannis oh, takes you... it against almost anyone. So easily. I, wait, wait, wait. I thought I thought Levine was the one seed. Oh yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> A big upset here, man. Sorry. Why are we doing this to Giannis, man? Why are we just like I, unnecessarily shitting on him? I like right Giannis. Now? I think you like Giannis a lot. Just a lot of people don't think Giannis is that good of a player. No idea. I know. Why. I know. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Then we have Ben Simmons slash Serge Ibaka against Trey Young. I think I, I think Trey takes it. Honestly, I think Trey is too good of a scorer. Yeah. You can put him at like outside the court. He'll still he'll still make buckets. So like when Trey crosses half court, you got to start guarding him. Literally. It's absurd. Yeah. Then we have Kyle Lowry versus Jason Tatum. Easy money on Jason Tatum. One yep. Of, yep. You know, Tatum. A, great, a great player. So. All right. Next we got, we have Bam against Siakam. Really close matchup here. I, t- I think I took Siakam just because he has, he has kind of the same defensive capabilities as Bam with a slightly better offensive game. But yeah. if you're talking, all right, if I were to give you the, Either of these players for the next seven years, who would you take? Bam. I think I would take Bam as well. Yeah. But I think this one I want to match up right now today, Siakam wins. Yeah. All yeah. right, next up we have on the East B side, we have Embiid against Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, sure. Spencer Dinwiddie totally win this matchup. I actually think he he might have a shot. No, I mean, yeah, like, like it started off as a joke, and then you the more you thought about it, it's like, oh, like yeah, if Embiid was injured, or like even Embiid, yeah, I mean, I think if Embiid, Embiid gave a damn, he would win this matchup. Yes, but that doesn't happen all that often. Have, have you seen Embiid like guard guards? I mean, I haven't watched enough on a few switches. YouTube but on Embiid like, guarding like perimeter players. The 76ers do a good job of like switching back because I think Embiid might be vulnerable on guards, but in a one on one matchup, it's different. They hide him well with Ben Simmons. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you're the Sixers, I, I do you trade? Win, but... If you're the Sixers, who would you trade, Embiid or Simmons? Embiid. I think longevity is a key, and Embiid doesn't have that many more years left in him. I think so too. It's unfortunate because he started off his career not playing one year, injured, and then. He's just been in and out of the lineup so much. Yeah. I, th- I think Embiid has at most three more years left in him. Three more good years, I mean. But yeah. Man. Which is Big sad, man. But yeah. Then we All have right. Kemba versus Chris Middleton. You took Kemba. I'm, I, I took Chris Middleton. I'm taking the guy who has the best step back in NCAA history. UConn, Pittsburgh, Madison Square Garden. Iconic step back jumper. Yeah, okay. That's all I remember when I think of Kemba going one on one against the dude. Didn't he go one on one against Adam Morrison in that game? I think so. I was Morrison on that Pittsburgh team. Hold up, let me check. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Adam Morrison. Wait, wait. No, what, dude? Adam Morrison played in Gonzaga. Hold on, I think you're th- thinking of someone else. It was another like random ass dude though. Hold up, Kemba. 
Kemba Walker Pittsburgh. I really don't know the name of the guy he shot it against, but yeah. Kind of looked like Adam Morrison. Maybe it was Steven Adams. Gary Gary McGee, whoever the hell that is, but that's the guy. Okay, I was wrong on both accounts. Uh, yeah, yeah, but okay. I mean, I don't know. I think Middleton's defense is definitely a factor here, but yeah. Kemba's so shifty. He's a small guard. I think Middleton would have a, some problems containing him. Yeah, I think it'd be a tough matchup, but I think Middleton would would eat it out. Then we have Sabonis versus Bradley Beal. I think Bradley Beal easily takes this. I don't know about easily, but yeah, Beal takes Not this. Not easily. I think Bradley Beal is like Trey Young. He can shoot from almost anywhere. I love Beal, man. I'm not going to stop loving. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. Never mind. Let's just continue. Uh, yeah, then we have Jalen Brown versus Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy Butler is. I think Jimmy Butler like would beat almost any player one on one. It's kind of <laughs> like just hearing the stories about him in practice is kind of scary. But yeah, yeah, like that. All right, get, give me all the subs. I'm gonna take on the starters. Uh, him yeah. on Minnesota was so fun. Yeah, I think Jimmy Butler easily takes that. The thing is, I think Jalen Brown is like Jimmy Butler 2.0 in the sense of like similar play style. Play style, yeah, but the fire inside, definitely not. No, Jalen, Jalen's feisty, man. Jalen is feisty. extremely I think he feisty. Tries to act feisty. Jimmy Butler is feisty, but yeah, I think yeah. I think it's a close one. Jimmy wins like eleven eight or something. Then we have the Sweet Sixteen. Sweet Sweet Sixteen. All right. So we have Kawhi versus Jokic. I th- I think it goes to Kawhi. Yeah, I mean, sorry, Jokic. <laughs> like, yeah. there's there's nothing to say about that matchup. Yeah. Then we have Dame versus Harden, a super close matchup, one we've seen replicated a few times in the playoffs. How Dame close were you to top. taking Dame? What? How close were you to taking Dame? Like fifty-one forty-nine and went to Harden. Yeah. I think purely because Dame like mentally has the upper hand over Harden. Like the buzzer beater against them. Yeah, I just think nothing can phase Dame Willard the way things phase Harden. But yeah, I agree. But you know, it's James Harden. It is James Harden. He is undoubtedly the greatest scorer in the NBA right now. Yeah. Then we have LeBron versus Westbrook again. Another tough matchup, but I think LeBron would take it. Just destroys this matchup, man. I don't think Westbrook does a thing against LeBron. Westbrook's quick. LeBron has unbelievable reflex reaction time. It, I think it's a lot closer than people give like would give Westbrook credit for, but I still think LeBron takes it. But Westbrook would fight. I just this is such a mismatch just on paper. Yeah. Then we have AD versus uh, Brandon Ingram. I think AD easily takes this. Yeah, I mean, if they're they're probably both going to do a lot of their work in the post, and if that's if that's the case, I think AD dominates that matchup. Because just Brandon, Brandon had, Ingram's got to put some weight on him. Maybe they should have had AD and Ingram play each other before trading the two, just to see who would win. Then then we know for sure who the answer was. But <laughs> yeah, AD just stay. We're we're gonna trade nobody and get Brandon Ingram in return. Then we have uh, Giannis versus Trey Young. As much as they love Trey Young, I think Giannis would win. But I think it's very close. I think Giannis destroys this matchup. <laughs> no, I think I Trey think... Young could literally shoot and Giannis like like he just like do a little like dribble and go type of deal and like I think I think it'd be closer, but I think on offense, like there's no chance Trey Young stops Giannis. 
That's the only thing. It's like you think Giannis, Giannis just like bully time. balls him down to the post and just dunks all over him. No, yeah, like no, I, that, eleven I like, times. If Trey Young misses one shot, the game is over. It's over. That's the thing. I think that with this matchup, it's more about who starts. Yeah. <laughs> but I still think, yeah, I, like Trey's not going to make like five, six shots in a row. Yeah. In I, a game if Trey takes a layup, Giannis, Giannis is like grabbing that ball. Yeah. He's not letting it get to the rim. Then we have Jason Tatum versus Pascal Siakam. I think Tatum takes this one. I think it's a closer matchup than yeah. you know some people might might believe, but I think Tatum takes this one. He's a better all-round player. So when I was doing these or before the bracket, I had all these players ranked in just like a one to hundred. I mean, there's there were more players obviously, but I had like a your your typical power ranking. I had Siakam ahead of Tatum just based on this season. But no, I, think, I think he's ahead of Tatum, but I think Tatum would be him one on one. Yeah, no, but I think I think if you played out the rest of the season by season's end, I'd probably have Tatum ahead of Siakam, even in terms of like overall play. I think no, I think Siakam's really stepped up. I think Siakam would continue his his projection of how well he's doing. But I just think Siakam's offense is not good enough to match up with with Tatum. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Then Two we great have, players though. Yeah, then you you have Embiid versus Kemba. I have Embiid versus Chris Middleton. You have Kemba winning out. Yep. I have Chris Middleton winning out. I think it's hard for Embiid to be either of those players based on their quickness. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a mismatch in terms of Embiid not being able to stay in front of his man. Yeah. Then so the one seed Beal goes down. Jimmy Butler. You have Beal. I honestly have Jimmy Butler. Listen, I I'm not gonna argue Jimmy. <laughs> like I have. I have like whatever you say. I'm not gonna say is wrong about Jimmy. So if you wanna if you wanna present your case, go for it. I'll talk about Beal after. I love Bradley Beal. He's a great scorer, but like in a one on one matchup, I think Jimmy Butler can literally take on anyone and beat them. Like he's scary good one on one. So that's why I'm taking Jimmy Jimmy Butler, and especially this season. The problem with Jimmy is that once he misses a shot, he. I've noticed he starts, he kind of starts pressing to find his shot again. And in this, in a tight one-on-one with another super elite scorer like Beal, Jimmy would probably start taking some ill-advised like mid-range twos, like contested threes. I don't know. I, I, Beal's overall offensive game kind of is more conducive to this one-on-one than Jimmy's. If you're talking who, who you'd want on your team, I'd probably go Jimmy, but in a one-on-one, I don't know, man. This one's so tough. I don't, I don't care who wins this. Both of these guys deserve to win. I'd rather have Beal on my team than Jimmy Butler, but I think Jimmy Butler wins it. But yeah. So we're just polar opposite on this one. Would it? Yeah. Does it eventually matter? We'll see. All right, let's go back to the West. Kawhi versus Harden in the Elite Eight. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Kawhi, but like. I think James Harden wins this one, but I think this is like this was the hardest one in the entire bracket for me. Because if we're going, defense is if, so if they're good. going to let's say the Elite Eight plays games to like twenty one over under the deficit, what would you set it as for whoever loses? Like two. It'd be tight. This one would be tight. Like game. it would literally be like a win by two type deal. Have they gone to each other in the playoffs? Kawhi and James when Kawhi was on the Spurs. No, they did. They did that one year. Remember where the Rockets were up like 2-1 in that series and the Spurs won 4-2? Yeah. 
No, yeah, that's right. They did. Where play. Harden had like his choke job. Like he usually does, but. I mean, that's what happens when you run in the Warriors, like three years in a row. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But really close matchup. I like was like gonna choose Kawhi, but I mean I don't know since James Harden is really good one on one. But this is the the closest one for me. I think this is must see TV. Kawhi versus yeah, Harden. Definitely. Then All LeBron right. versus AD. You know, two teammates, two friends, two Taco Tuesday compatriots. Two top four players in the league. Yeah. But there's I only think, one LeBron. Yeah, there's only one LeBron. Yeah, that's all we can say about that. Sorry, AD. All yeah. your career is dependent on LeBron from this point on. That, then you we have Giannis versus Tatum. You chose Tatum. I chose Giannis. So this is where the Giannis disrespect comes in. And I'm not, I'm not here to slander Giannis. The dude is insane. I don't think there's been a player like him before. I think he combines elements of Shaq. Uh, who else? Dennis Rodman in terms of rebounding. Uh, he has the speed of a guard. He can handle the ball. He's worked on his shot. Has underrated passing vision. Insane defender. Scottie Pippen level defense. One of the best players this league will ever see. We are witnessing history in the making. I don't think he can score in a one-on-one against another like big defender who could give him problems. What I would he do? Can. You can't back I think down he's Tatum. Physical enough, huh? I don't think he needs to. I think he has enough skills now in offense to be able to shoot around Tatum. I don't, like, think, I don't really think. I don't think Giannis is him, like. I don't think he's doing like pull-up Jays or anything. Dude, I think Giannis can like literally stop his dribble at the two-point line and still find a way to shoot the ball, like take two steps, do some crazy thing, and make the point. I think Giannis is. Like, I think Giannis gets a lot of hate, man. I don't even think he gets hate. Like, it's so weird. Um, okay, he doesn't get hate. I just think people are like, oh, Giannis is great. He's the MVP. But then, like, in a situation where it's Giannis versus Tatum, they're like, oh, Tatum for sure. Giannis can't score. Giannis so can't this play isn't, defense. I'm not even saying this is for sure. I just, in a one-on-one, with Jason Tatum's offensive arsenal and improved defensive abilities, I think that style is more, more effective in just a 1v1. Now you're talking you're talking team basketball. There's no way in hell I'm taking Jason Tatum over Giannis. But dude, just closing my eyes, I can imagine Giannis taking one dribble, taking two steps and dunking it. But I don't care who's guarding him. Like the only person that can stop him is Giannis. Dude, I if I can see Jason Tatum just has these like mid-range like like pump dude, fake pump Giannis fake. Is, Giannis' like, arms is so tall. It doesn't matter what he does can just jump any from anywhere and you know Tatum's vision might be obscured. I don't know. I this is a close matchup. I'm not saying it's not a close matchup. And you know, I respect you for choosing Tatum. But I think Giannis goes goes to the to the final four here. Disclaimer, I don't hate Giannis. I love Giannis. He is one of my favorite players in the league to watch. To follow sure. on Instagram. The dude is so funny. I I I'm sorry. Like I apologize for this pick. <laughs> Uh, then we have Kemba Walker, or you have, yeah, we, you have Kemba Walker, I have Chris Middleton, you have Bradley Beal, I have Jimmy Butler, so for you, Kemba versus Beal, who do you have going on? I pick Beal, I think just based on the size, they both score similarly, Kemba's probably a little shiftier, has amazing ability to finish at the rim over bigger guys, Beal's not that much bigger than Kemba, but 
Yeah. I took Beal for just me, because of defense. Yeah. For me, uh, between Chris Middleton and Jimmy Butler, I'm going to head and chose Jimmy Butler. Oh, Butler Stan over here. Yeah. I mean, well, okay. I think regardless, I think whoever wins the, the Beal-Butler matchup beats Chris Middleton versus Kemba. I think or it's, Kemba, yeah. Beal Butler beats Kemba Chris. Kemba Chris. All right, let's do duos because we can't agree on one for that. Okay, so we have our final four set. We have in the West, we have Harden versus LeBron. And it pained me to do this, but I took Harden. As a Laker fan, it pained me to do this. And as a James Harden hater, it pained me to do this. But he's just really good, dude. (laughs) Dude. It's I unfair. hate him, man. Like, he'll do this annoying-ass, like, little four-dribble setup. He'll do, like, he'll go two dribbles to the right, one dribble left, back to the right. And he'll do his, like, half-travel thing and then always get a foul and one four-point play. Or if not, he's just past you at the rim. Yeah, I hate watching this guy play, but he's so damn good. It's frustrating. And he's, yeah, I don't know. I... I you can tell by like the fact that I'm struggling to speak on him right now how much I really hate putting him here, but yeah. I love watching him play the Warriors because whether the Warriors are good or not, the Rockets will lose to the Warriors. Yeah. That's like written in NBA Constitution, like legislation, whatever is Sad going on. Sad for Warriors fans, but... Huh? Sad for... Sorry, sad for Rockets fans, but... Yeah, Clutch City, Choke City, but we're we're putting Harden in the finals. City. Like we're putting Harden in the finals. Where have they ever been Clutch? Like Houston as a, as a city. Like I don't know why their nickname is Clutch City. See, I mean, they were Clutch when they were banging trash bins <laughs> for Astro games. Ah, uh, was probably the that. last time that city was truly Clutch. Yeah. Well. They are pretty clutch when they launch spaceships and stuff, but yeah, they're also clutch when they trade DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals. So oh my god, yeah, I feel bad for Rockets fans. They have nothing going for them right now, or not Rockets fans, Houston fans. Sorry, we love you, Houston. Rockets, you know, NBA stop, but Ugh, we love you, Houston. Nothing to look forward to. I mean, hey, actually, they have the Rockets to look forward to. I regret that. Sorry, Houston fans. The Rockets are doing well this season. Yeah. But yeah. And then so in the East, you have the matchup of Tatum versus Beal, and you chose Tatum. Yeah. I don't know why I picked Jason Tatum for so much of this, but I thought of, I, I played this match in my head. I saw Beal go off, miss a shot, Tatum went off, and then it just came down to when it's like, let's say we're in a 21, when it's like 18 18, who can stop the other dude? And I, I thought Tatum was a better defensive player. So I went Tatum. Yeah. So for me, this matchup was Giannis versus Jimmy Butler. Um, <laughs> when you yeah, put it like I chose that, Jimmy Butler Giannis for this. I chose Jimmy Butler for this. I don't know why I'm such a Jimmy Butler stand right now. Like, I just think he's really good one-on-one. I think there's only one player he can't beat one-on-one, and that's James Harden. But I think Paul George kills him. No, I think Jimmy Butler beats Paul George. I, I really think like Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, Butler. I think Jimmy Butler paid you. I wish he paid me. Jimmy I Butler. Sponsor, I me. think he sponsored you. I, he might be the second sponsor to this video. 
but I dude, I really think he is like the one of the best one on one players. I think he's just gonna get really mad every single time and just like destroy Giannis. It's like, did you say LeBron is better than me? Did you say KD is better than me? Just like starts he's going. He's gonna off. ask Giannis to bring out the subs and then still beat Giannis. <laughs> yeah. So then I think regardless of who we had coming out of the East, we it pains Harden. me so much to say this. James Harden is, I wouldn't say he's the best player in the NBA, but I think he would beat any other player in the NBA one-on-one. Yeah, I think. His overall offensive game is unparalleled. I think he can do everything that any of the other players in this league can do offensively. Score with the best of them. He is the best of them offensively. To make myself feel better, I'm going to go watch Shaq in the full highlights of James Harden. Being no, 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 no. Useless on defense. no you, you know what you need to do? Just look up James Harden playoffs. Ah, yes. That is true. Yeah, it pains me to say this, but James Harden, congratulations. You are the winner of our We Are Bored 64 NBA Player Bracket March Madness style tournament. Congratulations, Rockets fans who get some comfort in knowing that two James Harden haters still think James Harden is one, if not the best one-on-one player in the league. This is proof that not everybody hates Harden. Daryl Moore, you can stop always campaigning for this dude to an MVP. People respect him. People know he's elite. He's a top five player in the league. Maybe top four. We just don't like him. <laughs> we really just don't like him. and that That's all it boils down to. I am not hiding my James Harden hate, but yeah. So that was our, our Rank That segment. Hope you guys liked it. I know it was a bit long, but it's an interesting basketball conversation for y'all. Finally, yeah. we do have a few things to go over in extra time. One thing is these local t- uh, sports TV channels are replaying old sports games. We had Lincecum's no-hitter on NBC CN Bay Area. We had Duke versus Kentucky uh, back in 1988, I think the year was. Incredibly, the, the legendary after, Christian Leitner uh, performance. So after that game, Leitner actually made the dream team. Yeah, which is crazy. Over Isaiah but, Thomas. I know, he was like <laughs> one of the only white guys on that team, other than Larry Bird. I know there's beef between Isaiah and is it Larry Bird? Wait, was Larry Bird even playing in '92? No, no, it was, was it he? was whatever whatever those Olympics were. It was 92 Olympics with the Dream Team. I don't think Larry Bird was on that team. Someone made the team and Isaiah got left off. No, it was for sure Christian Leitner that got left off. No, 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 but the beef wasn't between Leitner and and Isaiah. No, it was Leitner versus Leitner over O'Neal. Oh, no, no, yeah. That was was a separate issue, but I know know USA basketball always takes like one... One like top player from a college like national championship winning team or something. Like, I remember AD was on this like crazy like like KD Larry Bird LeBron. was on the dream team, huh? Larry Bird was on the dream team. Yeah, Larry Bird was. I think that's the beef. Larry and Isaiah didn't read that much into that, but yeah, Christian Leitner shouldn't have been on the dream team. Is my argument unbelievable? Yeah. That shot we was crazy. Bored. No, the shot was crazy. So more of the uh, more of the story is we are bored. That's sports, but we're getting by by rehashing old flames, old feuds. Yep. And some finally, of the, um, some of the ways we've been doing that is by just, as Ani was going to say, like watching random 
Random highlights on TV, Twitter. Ani, you want to talk about what you saw? Yeah, it's crazy. People are posting highlights of random players like Lou Amundsen. Dude, hustle and bustling Lou Amundsen, dude. We used to make fun of his name. <laughs> remember Preston? I'm not sure if you do. Do you Preston remember this? As kids, to... we used to make fun of his name. Huh? As kids, we used to make fun of his name whenever we played him on like, <laughs> like 2K. NBA Live, dude. We didn't play 2K back then. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. We, we used to make fun of him. Like, we used to call him Lou Amudarshan, like, like he was an Indian guy. It was real <laughs> funny. Pretty useless player. Forgot he existed, but... Hey, I wouldn't call I mean, him useless, man. That, those teams with uh, Nash, Amari, Lou dude, Amundsen. I knew when I saw Lou Amundsen highlights on Twitter, something was wrong. <laughs> dude, there's just been... Like, people will post any player. I'm pretty sure I saw, like, a Kwame Brown mixtape the hey, other day. Kwame Brown has a great mixtape. If you call, like, getting mixed as his mixtape. Hey, yeah, you know, it's for the other players. But, yeah. Anyways, that's oh. all we have today. So thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, we really feel appreciate it. Yeah, feel free to leave any messages in our in our inbox. What is it? What was the email? Oh, podcast.lockedin.gmail.com. Yep. Let us know. Again, if you want to be on this, we're more than happy to have guests. If you have any celebrities, you know, any famous people you got contacts with, hit us up. We'll give you like, we'll give you free home cooked food once this quarantine's done. Yeah. Whatever you if want. You, if anybody knows Jimmy Butler, please let him know. I love him. Um, also, yeah. also, we are sorry, Giannis, for just randomly hating on you for no reason in this podcast. I did not yeah. hate on him. I put him. Yeah, no, 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 no. We, we, we both just you, you started off the East bracket by saying shouldn't Van Vliet be the one seed for no reason, for no reason. You just immediately slandered that matchup. Well, okay, Fred Van Vliet is arguably the best player in the NBA, the most clutch player in the NBA. Yeah, he's a father now, but Giannis still his daddy, dude. Yeah. Oh man. Hey, Giannis, sorry, Van Fleet has more rings than Giannis does, so. But yeah, thank you guys for listening once again. If you guys got through this like one hour, 20 minute episode, uh, we really appreciate it. Let us know what you think. Let us know your feedback. Let us know what you guys want us to talk about for future episodes. We'll try and post another one maybe this week. Um, If not, definitely next week. But yeah. Yep. Peace. So stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your hands, people. Take care. Take care.